Mike, sit down. I need to talk to you. You needed to talk to me yesterday when Cahill decided to pull my deal. He's saying it was the people above him. And I didn't want to tell you about it until I figured out how to get it back. Yeah, well, the amount of things you're not telling me are really starting to pile up. I know you found out about Gallo. I'm sorry, but I give you my word, it's being taken care of. Oh, like my deal was being taken care of? Listen to me, I'm gonna neutralize Philip Allen so you still have a chance to walk out of here, but that's not gonna happen if you don't get Jill Miller to testify against her God father. God damn it, Harvey, I've been down that road. Jill's not gonna go for it, neither is Kevin. Well, then you better figure out a way to make him because once I blow Philip Allen out of the water, the next person up on Cahill's hit list is Kevin's wife. Suits, season six, episode eight is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about borrowed time, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestradino back here with the most riveting man I've ever met. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good, but if I'm so riveting, why do you want to share me with other podcasters? Uh, well, Chappelle, we just, if we just got done with one Suits recap. If you give me 15 minutes, we could do another one right after this, okay? No, no, you might need to take a nap. We don't need you premature mudding and then trying to get the, get, get back into the podcasting game. Rob, I'm just saying, there's there's a lot going on here with Lewis and Tara, but we knew, we knew that this was We've not been going new. to last long. Yeah. Yeah, we've been owed. Yeah. <laughs> So next uh, week, I mean, it does seem like this is not really cool on Lewis's part. You know, if she does have this relationship with this guy where they're allowed to see other people, she's never seen anybody before. And then she's been on like literally one date uh, with uh, like one guy and then is ready to like break this off after three years. Like that's kind of messed up. Well, I don't think she's ready to break anything off. I think Lewis is yeah, just Lewis. ready for her to break stuff off. He's very much projecting onto her like, oh, your your boyfriend of three years is coming. He's coming to town for three days. Well, you're obviously going to break mm -hmm. up with him, right? Yeah. What? Why would she do that? But I'm excited. What? I'd like to meet the guy. I don't want to meet the guy. I'm just, I, I, I didn't think we'd meet him. It looks like you're right. We're going to see him very soon. But I just don't think it matters. I don't think meeting him changes anything. I think Lewis is never going to be okay with sharing this woman. So unless we're going to meet him and she's going to break up with him immediately, uh, that's a waste of time. She needs to, Lewis needs to come to terms with, I'm not going to be okay with sharing her. There's no world where it's going to happen. And she needs to be okay with, hey, you cannot have this guy, your boyfriend, and also Lewis. You can have other relationships mm -hmm. outside of your, your main relationship, but it cannot be Lewis Lip. This, the man has a lot of money and he can shower you with trips to the ballet and to the opera and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, he's not down to be a second in your third. So, yeah. Okay. You know, she needs all to right. Let it well, go. Chappelle, we can't be talking about uh, Lewis and his love life when Mike Ross is coming home, baby. He's coming home. He gave he's Rachel the call. He's coming home. He's coming home. Yeah. Tell Frank Gallo to I'm get back his home. phone. Right. Right. What do you think? You're oh. going home, Mike, and you're not going to say goodbye to me? I, I, that would be a bad idea, Mike. You probably want to make sure things are all square with Frank Gallo because Frank Gallo says, Mike Ross, do you remember why I'm in prison? There's still like, two episodes left in this season, Mike. You think you're getting out so easy? Yeah, this did feel like a mid-season finale. It was like, I'm coming home, and then you expect there to be a break, and then we get like what it looks like when Mike Ross comes home. Nope, we have more to tie up here. Because yeah. Frank Gallo says, Mike, if you get out of jail and I do not... You're going to have to worry about me conspiring to murder you like I did to get in here in the first place. Mm -hmm. So Mike Ross cannot just leave jail peacefully. He has to make sure that Frank Gallo is getting either out of jail, which doesn't seem great anyway, but or 
further in jail. Like, I think I think he really needs to fi- figure out a way to put a nail in Frank Gallo's coffin because letting him out of jail is not going to get him out of your back, off your back. Like, who's to say he doesn't follow you around, try to intimidate you moving forward now that he's free and can get to you and Harvey and Rachel? I think Mike Ross should be trying to put an end to Frank Gallo as he exists uh, today. Poke him up, Mike. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Okay. Like, measures. Theory, yeah. Like, no, I mean, like, figuratively. Probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, something that occurred to me, like, very uh, late into this episode is, like, uh, I feel like that they really weren't keeping Rachel in the loop about what was going on with uh, the mic of it all. Like, uh, did they... I mean, had they had like more than one conversation with Rachel about Mike's status and what all the things that they were working on? I mean, this with no disrespect to Rachel, but why does she need to know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Were what they surprising she, what her? Like, I just feel like right. that she wasn't really tapped into what was going on. I feel like that Donna was way more in the know about like the comings and goings of Mike's case as opposed to uh, like we've seen uh, how many times has Mike he went to go see Rachel, but he's like on the phone with Donna every five minutes. Yeah, because he has things to do. Calling Rachel is a waste of time. Yeah. All he's going to do is make Rachel sad. All Rachel's going to do is say, Mike, take the deal. Please just do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Like, we don't have to revamp that every every episode. Just tell Rachel, I'm working on getting out. We'll let you know when it's all good. Because Rachel needs to focus on school yeah. and the Innocence Project. She's trying to get a man off death row. She cannot <laughs> right. worry about Mike She can't Ross have two things games. going on. Right. And no. this was a good distraction for Rachel because uh, she's all in on Leonard Bailey to the point where I don't even know if Rachel had said Mike's name in the last four episodes. Like uh, she's- Which is good. Which is good. She needed a distraction. Mike Ross is a distraction from her to finish everything that she's working on. So yeah, she can put all her all like her all her energy into Leonard Bailey and getting him mm-hmm. off of death row. And it's crazy because she needs to put all her energy into it because things are not looking good for him. The witness that they had that is supposed to absolve him from all of this is missing. She's dead. She does not exist. And so we can't we can't use her. We can go to his aunt. To try to get her to extend yes. the uh the the stay of execution or whatever. But I mean, here's the thing: the aunt don't even believe that the boy is innocent. So at this point, Aunt Rachel's Harriet. starting to question it too. Yeah. yeah. And Harriet's like, uh, I mean, he cool or whatever, but I, I don't know if he's innocent per se. And so yeah, Rachel's kind of got a lot of things on her plate. She does not need to be worried about Mike Ross. Yeah. Do you think that maybe with this, where this uh, story is going, maybe they can't ultimately um, get uh, Leonard Bailey off of death row, but they ultimately get the, the aunt to believe that he was innocent? Do you think that would be like a satisfying outcome for Leonard Bailey and uh, ultimately? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think Leonard Bailey would love for his aunt to think that he's innocent. I think because Leonard Bailey knows that he's innocent. But being innocent, convincing your aunt that you're innocent, but also failing to convince everyone else that actually matters that you're innocent because you're now going to be murdered is not a is not a satisfying outcome. He needs to be found innocent in the court of law. And he needs to avoid this for this to not be a massive failure. Yeah. Sure, sure, Aunt Harriet showed up to watch her nephew get murdered. That's it. Like that that's right. not that's a moral victory that nobody wants. But maybe they can't overturn the case and you know uh like there's a little bit of a victory there in that you know that like that was not going to happen if Rachel and Jessica didn't get involved. It's like thank you you got my aunt to believe me. Now I guess I'll just go die. It was now. important to I him. Well, I think his life is more important. Like I think that moral victory is kind of like well 
at least you tried cake, you know, like it's the, mm-hmm. like you got lit up cake that's in the trash can. Like, <laughs> but like welcome, to, welcome team to the lit Lay. team. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the lit team. <laughs> welcome you to know. Team Rachel. <laughs> right, exactly. That's exactly how it feels. Like, thank you, Rachel. You're so good. You convinced my aunt that I was innocent. Mm-hmm. I, you should have just left me alone. If yeah. that's the Innocence Project, is how can I convince your family members to, to believe you? Then Rachel is, uh, is, she's doing great. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah, well, what else are they doing? Because I don't know, like, where else that we have that Maria is uh, not alive. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, do they have any other leads of anything else that they're going to do to try to save Leonard Bailey? Well, we don't have any leads, but we do have the extension because Aunt Harriet did sign the paperwork saying that she has multiple sclerosis and she won't be able to make it to the hearing uh, or to the execution. Not that she was going to go anyway, but she was at least able to play ball and get that going. So they have 30 days. Mm -hmm. This is when they have to really do the heavy hitting lawyering because just the eyewitness uh, account is not going to be enough here. They're going to need probably... I think they were always looking for DNA at first, but they're going to need something. They're going to need a smoking gun for somebody else. If, if it's not him, they need to be at a point to figure out who it was. All right. We should go back to Mike because it's been the story of the season of Mike in jail and then trying to uh, work to ultimately get Kevin and his wife to flip on William Sutter. Seems like that now William Sutter is going to go to jail, is going to be prosecuted for this, that they do get uh, Kevin's wife, Jill, to flip on William Sutter. I mean, is, is this done? It feels like it's done, right? Like, it feels like, you know, they use the old, the oldest trick in the book, the dictaphone trick, right? Yeah. So Harvey goes to Sutter and is like, hey, would you ever save Jill? And he's like, no, Jill's young and spry. She'll be all right. She'll bounce back. I'm good here. Uh, Kevin will be fine. I'm old. I'm old and I ain't got a lot of time. So, no, nah, I'm good. Jill will be fine with taking the rap from me. I promise. Mm-hmm. And they played that back for Jill and Kevin. And they're like, Jill immediately is like, well, if you wouldn't take a deal for me, I guess I can't take a deal for him. Mm-hmm. And so she throws yeah. him under the bus. So it does look like this is wrapped up. Yeah, there's really, there's two moves in suits. Uh, one is like, in this file folder, I have tons of incriminating information. You should fold. Like, you got me. Uh, you got me. And, and, and it's blank it. paper. Um, right. I don't need to see the file. Yeah. Just need to know that Move you got number one. two is uh, I get you to confess, and I'm uh, recording you in some way. I'm wearing a wire. I have a dictaphone. I'm making a phone call. Yeah. And it's always, These are the always two ways they get you on suits. It's almost always a stretch, too, because even this time, Harvey does the recording and plays it for Jill. But he's like, I, isn't that attorney client privilege? Like, no, 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 no. I played it for Kevin. Jill just happened to be there. Like, Harvey, go to hell. Oh, see, I uh, didn't think that they were recording him. I, I thought that they were just like it was like uh, the phone was in Harvey's pocket and they were like calling live. They, they were li- listening in. Uh, mm-hmm. No, he said he played the call for Kevin. And so the point here is that. Kevin's uh wife is in the room mm-hmm. and she is the she is not she's not Harvey's client, but because she's Kevin's wife, she can be privy to the information that Kevin has and all this other stuff. She heard it from the horse's mouth, yeah. regardless. I yeah, you're right. You're Harvey right. Because I'm looking at the picture of the phone on the wiki and it's a voice memo. It's not a call. Yeah, it's a voice note. And uh there you go. It's it's more it's definitely Harvey bending the law again. Uh, to get what he needs to get done. Uh, but it works. You know, Jill feels like her dad wouldn't take the L for her. So why is she allowing her husband to do that for for them? Uh, and so now they're throwing him under the bus. 
Jill should get immunity. I think Kevin gets the rest of his sentence and Mike Ross can get out of jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's all happening. And we end the episode. I kind of was waiting for like the other shoe to drop on this episode where it seemed like it was just like a happy, happy ending. And he's like, hey, Rachel, I'm coming home. And then I felt like Frank Gallo was going to like run in and tackle him uh, or something. But yeah, ultimately, a very, very happy ending. It just uh, seems weird. We still have two more episodes until the midseason finale. So I don't know. Maybe we're like two in the weeds on suits that we can't just enjoy a happy ending. That's what I'm saying. It felt like a mid-season finale. But the road to get to this point was very, like, oh, it was a winding road in this episode. Because we saw everything from uh, Mike Ross uh, getting found out about, you know, informing on um, on uh, Kevin. Not found he out. He, he, told, he told him. He, he did. He said, I'm running out of options here. I can't, I can't trick you. So I need to just tell you, I'm the one who's been reporting back. I'm trying to get Jill a deal. Yes, I have been informing on you, but I'm informing on you to save your wife because I'm getting out of here with or without you. And I'd rather it be with you and your wife safe from this whole William Sutter situation. So Kevin beats Mike's ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I won't, I won't take this one from Mike because Mike really wasn't fighting back. Uh, not, to that, not to say that Mike would have, you know, done anything had he been fighting back. But I think he had that one coming. You know, you really been doing some dirt here in prison and, um, you know, I yep. think there was grounds to get his ass beat outside of jail. So I wasn't shocked that it happened here in jail. Um, it got Kevin solitary confinement. But then afterwards, cooler heads were able to prevail once it was very clear that Mike Ross and Harvey had got this whole deal worked out. So, yeah, I think at the end of the episode, we do have to sit in that moment of, hmm, I think yeah. they got it. I think they did it. So, and Mike has to get Gallo to get Kevin out. And Gallo is still like, uh, like, all right, kid, I'll help you with this thing. But you better not forget about me. Cause I'll get you on yeah. the outside too. Well, well, cause the Frank Gallo has the ability to go get Kevin out of solitary. He's, uh, he tells Mike, well, why do you think I can do that? He's like, cause you got yourself thrown in my cell. You have a, a cell phone as well. You just walk around on the phone all day. Get um, it. It's a cell phone. <laughs> no, but you just can do what you want. Um, and I need you to go and do this for me. And so Frank Gallo's like, yeah, I got you, but make no mistake, Mike, you will get poked up messing with me. Stop mm-hmm. playing, dog. <laughs> I, I need to get out of jail. Rob, I just don't think they can let Frank Gallo out of jail. This man deserves to be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not innocent. He's a menace. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, what's the move? If you're Harvey, where now, okay, let's say Mike gets out of jail and then Mike's going to be like, all right, Harvey, you got to get Frank Gallo out. We promised him. And Harvey's going to be like, Mike. Frank Gallo is a hardened criminal. He belongs in jail. And Mike's like, I gave him my word. Come on. You can't do this. Like, like, uh, you screwed me over for the last time, Harvey. That's it. Like, uh, Mike, how dare you? Right. They need to pin something on Frank Gallo. I can't figure out what it is, though. But if Frank Gallo can hurt them from outside the prison, just like, are are you better off like currying favor with him and getting him out and then hoping that, okay, he might still be committing crimes, but hopefully he's leaving you alone? Or are you uh, worse off with him back in jail where he cannot commit crimes in the outside world, but is still like entirely capable of like, okay, I'm going to now uh send uh you know pizzas to the Rachel's dudes. apartment all hours of the night and you know uh hack Mike's computers 
Frank Gallo needs to be under the jail. And you need to do whatever it takes to get him there. I think that this man does not need to see the outside, the light of day again. He mm-hmm. is a murderer uh, and he is uh, he is threatening to murder again. He's threatening to harass you and your family. If Frank Gallo was that big and bad from inside the jail, why are we just not finding out about him? Harvey should be quaking and shaking in his boots at every day, at every turn, because Frank Gallo has a vendetta against him and has had a vendetta against him for years. We didn't find out about Frank Gallo until Mike Ross got thrown yeah. into prison. So he ain't that bad from in the jail. But if you let him out of jail, yeah, he can poke you up. So I think that you got to leave him in there. I think that you got to figure out a way to pin something on him to where he cannot get out of jail. So I had been asking a couple episodes ago about, you know, what what the hell is going on with William Sutter? Like, if he's doing insider trading, how did he lose all of Sean Cahill's mom's money? Uh, but then we found out that he actually was, and I think I, I said in that episode, like, well, it's not like he had, like, a Ponzi scheme where, like, no, I guess he did. He did, he have, did. He he did have, have a Ponzi, Ponzi scheme. And then uh, on top of the Ponzi scheme, then he did insider trading to get out of the Ponzi scheme. But I'm still not 100% sure how he lost Sean Cahill's mom's money if he then started doing the insider trading. I mean, it's a Ponzi scheme. You never get your money back, right? Like the people at the bottom never get that money. They mm-hmm. they, they invest and he says, oh yeah, we're going to flip it. I'm going to do all the trades and stuff like that. I'm going to get that to you. And then they never get back to you. It's a very tender swindler. You know, like, oh yeah, my, but my enemies are coming. So now I can't get it to you. And then there's always another thing stopping you from getting your money as you're trying to go get people to give you money so that you can invest more. You know, like, it's like, oh, well, if you bring me X, Y, Z, uh, you'll get more on your investment. So all he was doing was uh, uh, t- robbing Peter to pay Paul. And they just happened to be Peter, you know? And so th- they they were at the bottom rung of the Ponzi scheme. They didn't get any money back. They they didn't, it didn't invest in anything. And, and then, uh, and then when we sort of got out the game, if mm-hmm. it's over, then you definitely can't make no money of it. So he's like, no, nope, I'm just inside trading now. I'm not, it's not really got nothing to do with me. Yeah. And so that's what happened. Uh, there was no money. And Sean Cahill is not going to let this go um, ever. You know, this is this is going to be the axe that he has to grind until William Sutter is in jail. And it looks like he got him. I got to get your opinion on the return of Jeff Malone. No, you don't. <laughs> They're going to take it slow this time. But then it turns out that he's leaving. He's leaving town. Yeah. GTFO. It was weird. They brought him back just for one episode here. Then, you know, it's not for one episode. Stop. Stop playing. Stop going to Chicago. Yeah, Chicago is up the street. Like that's not that far. Mm-hmm. Um, he he will be back. Um, he'll have to come in and consult on a case or something like that soon. Jessica has found the one person who doesn't think that she's heartless, uh, and cold, and she needs to keep running back to him for validation. And she told him, you know, what I happened you to up. Stu? Stu cool, but Stu just down there to do business. You know, like she's not really into Stu. He's not her type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, Rooting for Stu. Okay. Uh, going back to Lewis and uh, his date when, you know, he's got like kind of like is like having like a blow up on the maitre d' when Tara is running late uh, and says that did he give the table to another man and then is trying to like play it off cool. And uh, he says to Tara, like, hey, like, uh, like, I'm with it. Like, uh, I get it. It's it's 2016. Uh, I can deal with like uh, my girlfriend also having like another boyfriend, too. Yeah. What did Susan B. Anthony fight for? Yeah. What did Susan B. Anthony fight for? Yeah. But we have like had like questions over the course of the suits timeline, which Mm -hmm. is a little messy. Um, 
Suits, I, I do think, like, starts in 2011. This is now five years since the events of the premiere? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that really holds up. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Right. Um, I mean, because Rachel's been a, a, a paralegal for, what, 13, 14 years at this point, probably? <laughs> this a long point. time. Yeah. Okay. Chappelle, uh, mm. you want to talk about some references uh, in this episode? Uh, really, the only thing that comes up is uh, when yeah, Susan B. Anthony and the Barber of Seville. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's uh, we've gotten a re- really away from the things that make suits suits. We're mm-hmm. not wearing as many suits anymore. It's not as many lawsuits anymore, and there's yep. not as many references. Okay. Let's then take some questions from the listeners here. We've got a couple of questions uh, that came in about season six, episode eight. Patty, our junior junior partner, says, uh, did you know this episode is directed by Gabriel Macht? No, I didn't know that. Yep. Um, Did you feel like it, it had Harvey spin on it? There has not been like one episode of Suits that I feel like, wow, that was like directed so differently than any other episode of Suits. Yeah, this one felt about the same, but it did end in a happy ending in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a sign of that. I don't know. Um, it felt like uh, Harvey did a lot in this episode. Um, he got Mike Ross's deal back on the table. That was pretty cool. Sean Cahill thought it was weird that like, hey, how did we end up going after Jill again? I thought that we had this all sewed up, but once Harvey picks apart the Philip Allen uh, deposition, uh, yeah, Mike Ross's deal is back on the table. It was a good move from Harvey. Maybe that was Gabriel Mark's uh, little touch that he put on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the episode has the most goddamns for the season at 15. So uh, oh. good to know. Also, Patty wants to know, do you say aunt or aunt? I'm in St. Louis. Most people I know pronounce it like the bug, but friends from the East Coast say aunt in the more formal sounding way. Uh, is it based on location, culture? Just wondering your thoughts. Ooh, well, Rob, what do you think? So, I mean, I always had said aunt. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, I, I think it's more culture than regional. It's probably a mixture of all of, of both, you know, um, because and I've been code switching my whole life, so I can't tell when I do it. But I will, depending on who I'm talking to, I'll say aunt um, mm-hmm. or I'll say aunt. Uh, but when the Southern come out, it's ain't. It's ain't. Wow. Ain't, yeah. I've never even heard that before. Ain't Joan. Ain't, ain't, ain't Shonda. Ain't Kathy. Ain't. Yeah. yeah. Ain't. It's ain't. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think there's a lot going in there. I think that last one is like... The, the combination of the two, the cultural yeah. and, the, and the regional. But uh, it's ant whenever I'm talking to somebody, I'm trying to keep it casual. But if I'm reading it or something to somebody, or yeah. if I'm uh, speaking it very formally, it's aunt. You know, I feel like you got to drop that you really hard into the aunt. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good question. That's a good question. I wonder about, and I ain't, yeah. Yeah. Y'all listen to it. Y'all, y'all hear me talk. Y'all not saying. Yeah. And uncle is the same for everybody, right? Yeah. Or sometimes I'll say Amy. That's my Amy. Mm-hmm. Or my auntie, my yeah, aunt, my auntie. See, I'll say auntie, like Annie M. I, yeah. I don't like that one. What about the lady that sells pretzels at the mall? That's Annie. And aunt, right? is That's it who, is it Auntie Annie? No, is it Annie and who is that? It's Anne's Anne's pretzel. Are you talking about Wetzel? No, it's uh, is it uh, it's uh, either Auntie or Auntie Anne or Auntie Anne. 
It's Annie Ann. Auntie. It's Auntie Ann. Mm-hmm. Why is it? No, that's too formal. Like she sells pretzels. She's not a. You're not an accountant. <laughs> so, so you say you say Auntie Ann. Annie Ann. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. I just, I, I I typically go to Wetzel. Mm-hmm. Wetzel, Wetzel got the good pretzels. Get twisted. Oh, these are good. Yeah, y'all don't see this, but Rob just put these uh, put um, the pretzel dogs on the on the screen. Those look good. Yeah, Lewis is getting all uh, twisted up, <laughs> all twisted up. And in. Okay, all right. Then uh, we got another question. Uh, this one is from Angela. Who says uh, the Lewis and Tara relationship seem to have escalated quickly? I keep waiting for the rug to be pulled out. What's the catch? Like, is she really a designer or some sort of long con? Well, Chappelle thinks she's a con woman. I don't think she's a con woman. I think she's a player. Look, mm-hmm. Tricks be played sometimes. You know, sometimes the game is the game and you got to get it how you live. And I think that for her, if she wants to have a long distance relationship, but also kind of want to have a little something, something on the side. Sometimes yeah. people misrepresent what they are, what their situation is so they can make it work. Yeah. Because people like Lewis don't go for the open relationship. They don't go for the Vs. They don't go to be, you know, they're not trying to be nobody's unicorn and nothing like that. They want to be an equal part of the relationship uh, and they want it to be a one-to-one relationship. And so, you know, you got to be like, yeah, it's cool, but my partner, they cool with it. It's fine. It's fine. They mm-hmm. love that kind of stuff. We, well, it's 2016, baby. Susan B. Anthony died for this. You know, you gotta, <laughs> gotta sell a dream sometime. Yeah. Okay. Um, I ended up doing things out of order. Forgot to go into who got the Liddy for this episode. No, I'm glad you skipped it because I really didn't know. But I think the answer is Harvey. I think I've talked myself into Harvey. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, because of the move to get this back onto the Jill train. Because um, at the end of the last episode, Sean Cahill basically was like, sorry, sorry, Charlie, nothing we can do here. I'm getting my deal. Mike's not getting his deal. Peace. But going to the polls, Philip Allen, and putting him on the stand and saying, hey, Phil, you know, um, for you to have been insider trading with William, I don't think you've actually spoken to him. Could you mm-hmm. give us the evidence about that? And Philip's like, yeah, I talked to his daughter. Is it? Yeah, you talked to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the daughter is the problem, not William. So uh, unless you're accusing Jill of inside training, we're done here, Phil. And Phil was kind of like, whoa, where did that come from? Even Sean Cahill had to go to Harvey and be like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, remember that time you took the deal off the table from me? Now we're playing hardball. And I love this. I, this was my favorite Harvey of the season because I was like, yes, go back to doing lost stuff. He's been so busy trying to make everybody happy. Like, please, Sean Cahill, get Mike out of jail, all this other stuff. When it finally came down to it, it was like, well, Sean Cahill, since you took the uh, the gloves off and Jessica told me, all right, do what you got to do to win this case. Harvey said, all right, I'm going to show you why they call me Harvey. You know, why I'm Mr. Spectre, why my name's on the wall. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he let him have it. And I thought that was very impressive. I'd give Harvey the Liddy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, strong uh, reasons to give Harvey the Liddy. Also, he's the one that he gets William Sutter then to give up the goods and get him to talk about how like, uh, yeah, my daughter. <laughs> I don't know if I could do William Sutter. Uh, but he's like, mm-hmm. uh, she's young. She'll play tennis when she gets out. I'm an old man. I can't go to jail. Yeah. They, that was weird. He's like, mm-hmm. look, not poor. Woe is me. Oh, my God. I'm never going to make it. You know, what's going to happen to me if I go to jail? But like you, you're so young and spry. You'll be fine. I yeah. pay for all those tennis le- lessons. You have three years when you get out. I mean... I think that that's kind of uh, backwards, like, right? I mean, I feel like if you are like, if you're old, you can't do a lot of stuff. Like, why not go to jail? Exactly. 
I'm mean, not going to jail. Like, why waste here, jail dude. on a young person? You lived your long, you lived a long life, sir. T- mm-hmm. Time to wrap it up. Yeah, um, I mean, sometimes you reach a certain age, they kind of send you to a jail. Like, right at some point, maybe mm-hmm. he's just avoiding it. He's scratching and surviving, trying to stay out of the uh, the nursing home. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Get it pushed back like a few more years, and then uh, you know it's basically like split the difference. And he's going yeah. to he'll go to like one of those like Charles Forsman type uh, jails. Like uh, he could play pool. I mean, he's gonna be at the same jail that Mike is at. He's good, and that seems fine. I mean, it doesn't look like the best place, but I mean, you get yeah, you get beat up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I get poked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too old. How do we go with this podcast from stand up to poked up now? Hey, it ain't my fault that they got the shiv going. I, I just, I just look. I just report the news. I don't make it up. Okay. So we still have two episodes left in this season. Um, next episode will be season six, episode nine. So we have that. Nice. Yeah. So that's coming up. And while Mike is, I, I guess, I is Mike in the jail in the next episode getting ready to get out? Or do you think that Mike is now we're done with the jail? No, we're not done with the jail. We're not done with the jail because what is Frank Gallo doing? You yeah, know, we need to know what he's doing. Mike better not leave the jail without figuring out this Frank Gallo problem. Like if I'm Mike, I'm like, leave me in here for a little bit longer just so I can sew some stuff up. Maybe, you know, start a riot or something that gets uh, Frank Gallo thrown into real jail. You know, like this. You got to do something with this man because you cannot let him roam free. And you cannot just, I mean, you could leave him in there, but why always be looking over your shoulder? We know mm-hmm. Mike Ross doesn't like that. Yeah. Let's go ahead and tie up this loose end. So how long total was Mike's time in jail? Did he do a month in jail? And and can we get a, like, Anita Gibbs reaction on this? <laughs> like, oh my God, that's the real she, question. Anita Gibbs is like, really? Really? Uh, Anita Gibbs uh, picks up her newspaper like, uh, fraud lawyer, Mike Ross cuts deal to get out of jail. Like her and head's gonna explode. Pissed. She spent longer trying to get the man in jail than the time <laughs> that he actually stayed in jail. That's how much manpower she put into that. It was just it was every day of her life for like three months trying to get Mike. She's Ross gonna join the Suicide away. Squad with Charles Forsman and oh, Daniel easily. Hardman. Easily, easily, and like if they keep messing with Sean Cahill, he might tiptoe over there too. They really need to start making so stop making so many enemies. He the first thing he needs to do is come out and make friends with Anita Gibbs. Daniel Hardman has never even like sent like a memo reacting to Mike being a fraud. You would think that he would have come and visited Mike in jail. Like, well, Mike, look at you now. Look it's at been you. a long so time sad. since we've seen Daniel Hardman. What a waste of potential. Do you think Daniel Hardman's done here? No, do he's got to be done. Back. He's got to be back. It's been like a season since we've seen him. He, it has been like uh, almost a full season. I think he was back. Yeah. He was uh, doing his dirt last around like season five, episode 11, like right before or right or season five, episode nine, like right before we had the season five uh, mid season finale. And then Mike right. quit and then Mike got arrested and then we didn't really see him at all. Danny H, what you doing, man? Mm-hmm. What you doing? We got to get you back out here. I don't know. I, I think. We have to put the Daniel Hartman story to rest at some point, but I didn't think it'd be so soon. I'd have to imagine they were going to see him soon. Okay. All right. Chappelle, anything else you want to mention here for season six, episode eight? Nope. I'm very excited to see what the finale, the mid-season finale is going to look like because, yeah, this felt like this could have been the end of that story. And I know that it's not because we still got two more episodes. Two more to go. Let's. 
yeah, let's get that going. And um, yeah, uh, p- keep sending in your feedback, everybody. Uh, we love we love seeing y'all's reactions. We love hearing y'all talk about this stuff and help us push through because I I'm getting the feeling that Rob's not loving the prison storyline. So maybe I didn't love side. the prison storyline. I hope we're done with yeah. it because it was just like let's. I mean, but I don't know what Mike's gonna Mike the you know fraud lawyer like disgraced former lawyer like what what he's gonna do. I mean. He's still practicing law even today, Rob. He, yeah, I, mean, I don't thought- even understand how he was like, yeah, I'm representing uh, Jill Miller. Like, you are? I, <laughs> like, I thought, yeah, he is. I thought we kind he, of like, he is. You would think like, he'd be banned <laughs> from that kind of thing. Yeah, we thought, Mike, I thought we established you're not a lawyer anymore. He's, he's like, well, he's like, I, I, I know. I, I am. Stop me. It's mm-hmm. like, I, In I my heart, have- I am a lawyer. And that's all that matters. Deep, he's a lawyer in here. Like her, Donna is black in there. You know? mm-hmm. Yes, Just, in his heart. And make believe. But, you know, um, it is. It, I, I think Jill is entitled to have whoever she wants represent her. Yeah. I just think Mike Ross should not be on the list of people when it comes to whoever. I think that uh, part of his uh, part of his going to jail should have been, and you will never practice law again. But I guess they left that clause out. Yeah. And so he can still practice law. He just cannot be a lawyer. Yeah. Maybe Mike Ross is what they need on the Leonard Bailey case. Maybe he'll be like working on the sideline with like, OK, well, it's not going to happen with just Rachel working on. I need to micromanage uh, my my girlfriend's case. Yeah. God forbid they let Rachel do something <laughs> on her own. They're like, OK, throw in Mike Ross. We need the big guns. All right. So we'll be back tomorrow. With season six, episode nine. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter. Okay, I'm at Rob Sestrino. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.